0: This week in agriculture, a production of the Red River Farm Network, with a look at markets, I'm Randy Conan. The grain markets put in an extremely volatile week after adding war premium to the market on Tuesday following a missile landing in Poland. Corn Belt Marketing market analyst Sam Hudson says the grains then continued to face risk off trade once they figured out that Poland was once they figured out Ukraine was the one that shot that missile.
1: You know, the chess beating that Zelensky did, I think, was uh, you know, something to, you know, just kind of in awe of here. And obviously, markets reacted, but uh, ultimately, you know, those were. Those missiles came from Ukraine, and so uh, you know we roll back the gains from yesterday. Beans down pretty hard today too. Energies aren't giving us any any help with the cause. Down uh, you know a little over two bucks on the crude most of the morning here. So uh, generally speaking, a lot of these markets still you know locked within uh, a general trading range, and uh, you know need a catalyst to really get them out of that. I would say that you're going to start to see your farmer sell rate slow down here, uh, particularly on the corn market uh, with harvest pretty well over and no one needing any you know immediate cash needs. Uh, as you get into January, February, March, that'll probably start to change a little
0: bit. Total Farm Marketing Market Analyst Naomi Bloom said the strength in the dollar and the extension of that Black Sea Corridor deal were a major factor in the risk-off trade.
1: I think kind of a surprise that the Black Sea grain negotiation deal was extended for 120 days um, ahead of the deadline, so Saturday was the deadline, and so I think we're all kind of shocked that it actually worked out. So the markets are a little bit lower on that, but I think the bigger reason that the markets are down for the grain markets um, and other commodities is that the dollar is up. The dollar is up uh, because we had some employment numbers come out today, and, you know, overall the economy is still rolling along. So then one of the Fed guys from St. Louis came out and said, oh, nope, we're back on track for bigger interest rate hikes at the next meeting, and the market had been anticipating that they were going to maybe kind of reduce that aggressive interest rate
0: hike. Recent decline in the value of the U.S. dollar may bring some more export business. Global Commodity Analytics and Consulting President Mike Zuzulo expects to see better demand moving forward. I think this is where
1: it goes back to we've had several uh, you know, demand-related headwinds. Um, and and they're starting to be knocked down a little bit when it comes to the zero-COVID policy. When it comes to the railroad strike, it sounds like Congress would step in if they wanted to go ahead and move with the strike. You've got the river levels coming up, and, and obviously export sales were much better than trade expectations, especially in the soybeans
0: country basis levels continue to be very favorable. Van On & Company Market Analyst Christy Van On says, we need to be paying attention to those basis levels.
1: One of the biggest things to be watching right now is that so many times you're focused on, you know, what the futures markets are doing right now and you're not paying attention. They are two standalone products, futures and basis. Together they make your cash price, but they are standalone products. So really be attentive to that basis levels, especially if you have HDAs out there. Um, you've seen a lot of these make big pushes
0: here lately. And Bennett Consulting uh, Market Analyst Matt Bennett says the uh, livestock market appeared to be treading water this week. You know the livestock market you know, right now is not doing hardly anything on the day. Uh, as far as feeders, they're down a little bit. Uh, hogs are up some, but you know fats aren't doing anything. Uh, I still think this fat cattle market is going to be a strong one, uh, especially moving forward. You know, you look at the kind of uh,
1: markets that uh, uh, you know, uh, look at the fundamentals. You know, in, in this uh, uh, fat cattle market, and bottom line is is that it's it's got to be strong moving forward. You know, I'm not saying that we're just going to rally through the roof, but uh, the numbers would suggest that you're just not going to be able to kill this thing.
0: And that's a look at markets this week in agriculture. I'm Randy Conan.
1: Every livestock farmer knows they can't control the weather. Recent growing seasons have shown rain can be hard to come by at times. Now you can add protection with a pasture rangeland forage policy through Egg Country Farm Credit Services. PRF policies help protect you against future yield losses caused by a lack of rain. Better yet, they're customizable and can cover
0: hay and pasture acres. To learn about a PRF policy, contact your local Egg Country office today. From Roseau to Aberdeen and Benson to Rugby, we cover agriculture here on the Red River Farm Network. Agriculture is big business, and we cover it that way with markets, market analysis, crop progress reports, USDA crop and supply demand reports, farm policy, and trade issues. We focus on the news that drives the markets. If it affects your bottom line, you'll hear about it here on the Red River Farm Network. Go online to rrfn.com. You'll find news, podcasts, weather, and more. With a look at farm news, This Week in Agriculture, I'm Randy Conan. A third rail union rejected the tentative labor agreement this week. Negotiations do remain in a cooling-off period that neither side can enact a work stoppage until December 4th at the earliest. Deal was made in September would have provided union workers with a 24% compounded wage increase over a five-year period and five annual $1,000 lump sum payments. The disagreement now involves the railroad's sick leave policy. The 37th annual American Farm Bureau Federation survey on the cost of a Thanksgiving meal for 10 people is up 20% from last year. Price for a 16-pound turkey up 21%. 14-ounce bag of cubed stuffing is up 69%. That veggie tray is up 8%. Dinner rolls are up 22%. 12-ounce bag of fresh cranberries though is down 14 percent from last year. USDA announced nearly 24 million dollar investment across 45 organizations and institutions that teach and train beginning farmers and ranchers. An investment is part of agriculture's beginning farmer and rancher development program that supports farmers and ranchers in managing managing capital, acquiring and managing land, and learning effective farming practices. USDA's release of the 2022 Rural America at a Glance report this week. The report looks at recent population trends, the changing structure of economic sectors, labor force, job growth in rural areas. USDA's economic researcher Jim Davis says rural population demographics have been changing.
1: The main findings from the report are first that the rural population is aging and also that the working age population has declined over the last decade. The second main finding is that industry job reallocation has moved jobs out of traditional mainstay rural industries such as agriculture, manufacturing, and retail, and with the job growth has occurred more in services industries such as healthcare, hospitality, and services. And then finally, the rural workforce has become more Racially and ethnically diverse over the last few years.
0: The report also pointed out that despite fewer jobs in agriculture and retailer uh, retail, output for those industries has continued to increase. The World Trade Organization and the United Nations Food and Ag Organization are calling for urgent action to address the global fertilizer supply. The two groups have released a study about the current volatility in the fertilizer market and its impact on food security. Fertilizer shortages are expected to continue into 2023 and threaten food security, especially in places like Africa that are dependent on imports. The study urges all G20 nations to make every effort possible to keep the fertilizer markets open. Kansas City Federal Reserve saying farm income and credit conditions remain solid, but the pace of improvement has softened. The financial impact of the drought has intensified, particularly in the southern and western portions of the U.S., Interest rates on farm loans increase sharply in the third quarter, and acceleration in farm real estate values looks to be easing. Kansas City Fed says farm finances do remain strong, though. The outlook for the ag economy does remain positive, despite a recent pullback in prices for some key farm commodities. And the Minnesota Corn Growers Association is joining other state corn grower organizations and the National Corn Growers Association in urging the U.S. Trade Representative's Office to seek a trade action against Mexico's proposed 2024 ban on biotech corn. Minnesota Corn Growers Association President Richard Severson says the ban on biotech corn is a trade barrier that really is not allowed under the U.S.-Mexico-Canada trade agreement. That's a look at farm news this week in agriculture. I'm Randy Conan. The most stressful part about being a farmer is the uncertainty of everything. Knowing where
1: your margins are, knowing where you need to be to be able to be profitable to continue on for
0: years to come. You have to make the numbers work, but commodity fertilizer blends don't add up. They don't offer the larger profit potential that MicroEssentials
1: does, with higher yields annually proven over 15 years. MicroEssentials from Mosaic, the science of more.
0: World Weather Incorporated Senior Meteorologist Drew Lerner is your trusted source for agricultural weather. From the Northern Plains, We do expect some showers to develop and
1: a couple of thunderstorms. The majority of the meaningful rain, though, is going to be in southern Canada. To South America, Buenos Aires, La Pampa, and Cordoba, but it doesn't occur until we get into next week, leaving plenty of time for changes in the forecast. Drew
0: Lerner, only on the Red River Farm Network. We're reporting agriculture's business. With a look at weather, This Week in Agriculture, I'm Randy Conan. Most areas from the eastern Dakotas to Michigan and Ohio are seeing a mix of light rain and or snow, as well as dry conditions over the next week to 10 days. World Weather Incorporated says late harvest should advance well with mostly light precipitation. Temperatures in the northern plains uh, expected to remain cold before warming here slightly next week. Cold air w- covered much of the nation this week. USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey said that is a bit of a concern for the winter wheat crop, which is already struggling with dryness and drought.
1: We're looking at a pretty slow pace of any further development for winter wheat, virtually coast to coast, including southern production areas. It is susceptible to winter kill with freeze damage,
0: Harvest close to wrapping up across the country. USDA says 93% of the nation's corn has been harvested. That compares to 90% last year, 85% for the five-year average. 96% of the soybeans are harvested. That is ahead of the uh, last year and five-year average of 91%. Sunflower harvest, 91% complete. That compares to 81% last year, and the five-year average is 71% nation's winter wheat crop uh, condition improved slightly from last week with 32% of the crop rated good to excellent, also 32% of the crop rated poor to very poor. Both are two point improvements over last week, but still well below last year's condition rating this week uh, when 46% of the crop was rated good to excellent and only 20% was rated poor to very poor. Brazil will see regular rounds of rain over the next week. Two to four inches are in the forecast for northern Brazil and up to an inch and a half in southern Brazil. World Weather Incorporated said Argentina will be dry, which should allow for rapid planting progress following their recent rains. World Weather says Argentina will need additional rains, however, to keep crops from becoming stress. Rainfall across much of Argentina uh, should allow for rapid planting. Subsoil moistures remain very short there, so follow-up rains will be needed. Temperatures in Argentina uh, through this week, warm, 80s and 90s, allowing for a slow deterioration of topsoil moisture. South Dakota's corn crop came in below average. South Dakota Corn Executive Director Danita Murray says moisture continues to be the problem.
1: You know, I think there are parts last week, late last week, of the northern uh, in in the state, at least in the northeast, that got a nice soaking rain you know before the hard freeze set in over kind of heading into the weekend so that while i would not say that was a game changer it certainly that's that's really helpful for next spring as as growers look ahead you know that didn't happen everywhere but uh hopefully this fall on uh, early winter has a lot of moisture because that would that would be tremendously helpful as producers look forward
0: And Murray expects corn acres to stay about steady in South Dakota next year.
1: I think prices are certainly still in a range that support corn production and farmers being able to make, you know, that choice on on what they they do with their acres. That said, you know, it's undeniable that at some point, growers will simply, based on input costs and the price they can get in the market, will simply choose to plant something else. Where that nexus is, uh, I, I don't know that at this point.
0: North Dakota Grain Dealers Association Executive Vice President Stu Letcher does keep an eye on the labor discussions between class one railroads and their unions closely. River water levels also expected to have an impact on North Dakota's elevators.
1: What the shipping on the Mississippi has created is a little more demand for rail freight so we maybe have seen a little bit of bump in uh, secondary freight prices just because there's a little more demand but uh, as as those barge rates go down, that should uh, lessen a little bit and ease up. Um, so, uh, you know, we're, we're doing okay as long as we don't get a strike.
0: And that's a look at weather this week in agriculture. I'm Randy Conan. No one knows the ins and outs of your operation like you. That's why every decision you make is about what's best for your crops. But your first decision goes beyond the seed. And when you grow Allegiance Seed, you get a partner that raises every crop with you, from planting to planting to harvest. With decisions backed by data and CHS agronomists who know your operation almost as well as you, you can grow more ways than one. Allegiant Seed by CHS. For farmers, by farmers.
1: Taking a look at the Job Opportunities tab on the Red River Farm Network website, Red River Grain Company is seeking a new general manager. Dakota Ingredients, North Dakota State Seed Department, Ellingson Companies, True North Equipment, Resource Auction of Grand Forks, and the North Dakota Farmers Union also have jobs posted. Find out all the details on the Job Opportunities in Agriculture tab on the Red River Farm Network website. That's rrfn.com.